The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. We know you enjoy the show, so come support us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. You can support the show. And in turn, you also get other benefits. We've been doing some Patreon-only podcasts. We give early rally access. We have a dirt racing league, a bunch of other stuff over on Patreon. And when you sign up, we give you a free sticker pack, DWA sticker pack, with some exclusive DWA stickers that aren't available to the public. A lot of fun stuff over there, and it helps support the show. So cruise over to patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome, and we'd really appreciate it. This episode of the Driving While Awesome podcast is brought to you by radforsale.com, the only auction site entirely focused on the Radwood era. Have something to sell? They are now accepting your 80s and 90s cars, trucks, and motorcycles for auction on Rad for Sale. Have a Fox Body Mustang, Integra GSR, or Kawasaki Ninja? Those are great. They're also looking for excellent Radwood era parts and gear, like wheels, seats, apparel, ephemera, and more. So it's time to start going through the garage. Rad for Sale is a visually appealing and informative auction site with interesting and unique features while focusing completely on our favorite era of the automobile, the Radwood era. Join them at radforsale.com. All right, you're live, right? Yeah, but I like how you said on three, and then you. I know, but it's never on three. It's always on go. But, you know. Uh, hey, have you guys seen the uh, Larry David movie where he makes the? He works for the electric car company, and he's like part. Yeah. He's like the one of the big investors, and then he thinks it's ugly and a stupid idea, and then they get they turn into a billion dollar com- multi billion dollar company, and he's just he grows a beard and long hair, and he's like that basically sour grapes. Out. Is that what that is? No. Or, it's like on Nantucket, like or I think it's yeah, yeah. Out there I can't remember the name of it, but it didn't do very, <laughs> didn't do very well. I don't it wasn't know. As popular as Seinfeld. Yeah, it's pretty funny though. I mean, when you, what's yeah. Like, yeah, I I I didn't even know it was a thing. I got to look it up now. It has like a, it has um, yeah, his little his sidekick, you know, old the what's bla- his name, the black Jeff Garland. Dude, the, no, the black oh J B Smooth. Yeah, but J B Smooth's in it. It has Cheryl has a role in it. You know, it has all the mm-hmm. peeps, but. Um, it's pretty funny because it's totally like a Tesla type thing, and you're like, I don't believe in this, and then all of a sudden yeah. it's like, oh shit, John Ham is his partner. John Ham, that's right. Yeah, did pretty well. Yeah, mm-hmm. did pretty well. All right, welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. My name is Lane. I'm Art. Art was just talking about his hair use, uh, hair product use, mm-hmm. um, and it seems like it's not. There's not much going on. No, not much going on today. No, I actually, well, th- that was back in the day. We were talking about uh, some greasy stuff, you know, from maybe high school. Uh, there was uh, Murray's came up, three flowers, tres flores, right, uh, for the cholos out there. Tres um, yeah, but I actually, um, in college, I transitioned, guys. Uh, oh, yeah. I know. You did. 
I know you know that. I know. But I uh, transitioned to a Japanese product that oh, I've been using ever since. Did. Fucking it's, of course. It's, it's dude, called. It's so on brand. <laughs> oh my god. It's called god, Gatsby. Oh. Gatsby, by the way, just if anyone's interested. Uh, they're just and, a, and my favorite so, one. Uh, well, here, well, so just just for the listeners out there who are right now right, jotting down notes, because I know everyone's feverishly trying to figure out what I use in my hair. Um, Gatsby, my favorite one is moving rubber. Uh, that's what it's called. <laughs> do not, do not look that up, anyone. That is a catfish for a, some weird porn stuff. But uh, the Japanese are so enamored with old Americana stuff. Like, it doesn't surprise me. It's named yeah. Gatsby. Of course, yeah. They have the rockabilly stuff and. Yeah, I was always a soul glow guy myself. Soul, soul glow. glow. Yeah, right. Yeah. You don't have a fucking uh, couch protector. You're going to ruin your whole exactly. fucking house, dude. <laughs> you shake your hair and it's just like sprinkles everywhere. <laughs> the worst thing ever. That's the best. The uh, art it's from coming of, coming to America. Oh, dang. It's been just so long. you know. Remember there's, they all get one, right? everyone gets up from the couch and there's all the there's the spots on the couch. Yeah, you need those oh, there covers. from the from like the the hair product? Yeah, 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 yeah. There, There is a new one. It's, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. There's it's already out? Oh, yeah. It, it was an Amazon original, I believe. Oh, okay. And it sounds Which, like you were not very stoked on it. Uh, yeah. It was like, you know, it was. I haven't <laughs> caught up. Caught up. Something to, to watch, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Something yeah. to watch, I guess. Lane Skelton. That's a really good <laughs> review. I like yeah. it. Uh, that would be pretty funny. Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Yeah, 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 Rotten Tomatoes, something to watch, I guess. It was there's this, the, uh, uh, there's this account uh, that does uh, they post Yelp reviews from national parks. I can't remember what it's okay. called, but it's like you know bad parks or something. And uh, they take a really nice photo, and then they put the worst Yelp review as the caption. Oh, and, you know, it'll be good. like an amazing Yellowstone picture, and it's like too many bugs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one star. <laughs> so good. Yeah. That's awesome. That's one of those, like, because there's a negative review of anything, right? Like, the best mm-hmm. thing it's in the crazy. world is going to get, like, oh, I liked, it was too sunny. Like, it was, you know, like, right. you get, like stuff like that, where you're like, what? Yeah, where it's real, per- it's also personal, like, oh, I couldn't, yeah. you know, walk yeah. far enough. You're like, that's you, you yeah. piece of shit. I didn't bring my sunglasses, so I didn't enjoy it. And you're like, yeah. what do you think it is? Dude. What's the deal with people who review something that already has 1,900 reviews, like a restaurant? Let's say it's like uh, you're yeah. the 1,900th person to review it. Like, what what valid information are you adding? I guess. Well, with a restaurant, a, it's ever evolving, right? Because yeah, I was going to say maybe it's a recent thing. You know, yeah. you know, you want to yeah, look at the, the last thing. the last reviews mm-hmm. for sure. That's but key. like, I don't know. It's it's still a little weird, you know. Yeah, I like to be the guy that like gives the hate early on. So yeah, you know? yeah. There's Eight also first, those guys that do like they do later. a five star review, but the then the review actually is horrible, so they get like it shows up easier or something. There's some like reverse uh, huh. psychology involved. Yeah, I like Man, I thought you were about to put on a fedora. I should go kid and play on us. I'm kind of I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going for kid and play these days. Um, so or no, crisscross is what you're thinking. I think. Well, well crisscross is backwards, but uh, yeah. dude, what about um? Could we do that for an automotive account? It's kind of hard, right? Because people are so opinionated and get angry. Like, because I was thinking, awesome picture of an F40 rolling shot through the Swiss Alps or something, oh, yeah, yeah. and it's like, it's uh, too hard, too noisy, or yeah. it's too loud. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That'd it's be too loud. I, yeah, dude. Let's start too doing expensive. Let's do yeah. those posts. Let's let's put these together. I'm I know. Sure right? we, can f- uh, we we have to be like it has to be. 
No, you just find it from you. You go through all the old magazines we have, or online. You can look at all the old reviews, and it'll have the lows. You know how the car and driver will do three highs, three lows. So you go to the lows, and it's like it'll be a car like an F40, and it's like luggage space isn't that great. Or or John Davis, it's like it was missing an oil pressure gauge. Yeah, actually, Consumer Reports still does that. They do like top, you know, the best three things about it and the low, Mm -hmm. and it'll be stuff like ingress and egress yeah poor ingress and egress or yeah yeah uh too noisy at highway speeds mm-hmm. or something and that would be perfect you yeah. just so take what those if, three attributes i think it's well the, the i was originally thinking we, we make it our own opinion like our own commentary but in that case you you quote it as road and track right so it's like a, oh it, yeah it, 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 it's nice i like that i yeah, think that, that does better too i think that has more more yeah. power it's real. right yeah. it's a real thing right yeah 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 it's, I like it. Yeah. Uh, all right, dude. Well, is, and we're going to own it on ours. Is that what you're saying? Or do we make a separate account? No, we, we, I think we own it. We own all it. All right. DWA, yeah. let's do it. Supercar right. reviews mm-hmm. from 1990. Should it be? Yeah, it should be a supercar review like Wednesday. No, so is it a day a day specific thing? Oh. Su- supercar Sunday. Supercar Sunday. Supercar Sunday coming at you. XJ220. Uh, back-breakingly difficult to get in, <laughs> you know, or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Um, difficult visibility. Yeah. Yeah. Like, poor visibility. Does uh, it have to be supercars though? I mean, it can be. Nah, nah. There's nah. other stuff yeah. too, right? But it's got to be. It's got to be good cars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It has um, to be overwhelmingly yeah. uh, desirable cars that then you're you're highlighting their shittiness. It can't be like the '82 Chevy, whatever, where you're like rear windows do not roll down. Because yeah, right. that's car a re- broke down on <laughs> test drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, has to be that like doesn't a, work as well. Yeah, all yeah. Ideally, like it's supposed to be like the the pinnacle of that category, right? So like a Phantom or something, or mm-hmm. some, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel you, dogs. Did I uh, I mentioned yeah. that on the uh, Patreon podcast, right? That I was reading all these old reviews, or did I mention that on this podcast? Uh, no, uh, I you, think you've, you've mentioned you've it. Been gallivanting with all these podcasters, Fuck, so man, maybe it wasn't even no. us, dude. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> was that on uh, Cinema Opinions or what was it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not Bidner. It's um, but I have I read I read a magazine from 1974 the other day, and Damn, you know how to read? I, I well, I've never read a book, but I read a lot of magazines. <laughs> so uh, I'll cliff notes the fuck out of a book. Yeah, Dude, yeah. Well, I know how to get Lane to read a book. So we, what we do is we make it into a magazine form factor, and oh. like it'll it, he just won't notice. Oh, you, you know? just bond it, them together. <laughs> yeah, bond them together, and and then have like a, no, 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 you can't because then it'll look like a book. So it has to be the exact same. So you have to do smaller yeah. font and smaller oh, photos. I see, I see. Throw in some yeah, photos, but they have to be smaller, and then and they're uh-huh. just broken up in columns, right? So each yeah. chapter is like a different thing. Or how go. about this? I could make a huge book, but inside. It's just F1 memes, you oh, know, writ- yeah. written out like descriptive, descriptive of the F1 meme. Each okay. chapter is a different meme. Oh, so that's, that's interesting. I think you might like that. Okay, yeah. go on, Lane. You were reading some. You're so, reading old. I was magazine. reading a, I think a road and track from 1974, and it was like the Chevy Caprice or whatever was out that year, some four door sedan thing, and uh, some of the complaints were the paint is dull, <laughs> <laughs> like straight yeah. up brand new car. Um, like, like things like, um, dude, like fundamental problems with that a vehicle does like, like a vehicle's main traits are going down the road straight, braking. It's like brakes pull to right. Paint is dull and the engine is super rough and idle and sometimes dies. Like this is a brand new car, right? And you're like, it, it, it kind of, it reminds you like 
that that kind of you know what everyone says about how good cars are these day, cause, days because even you know reading like um, um from 1980s or whatever you'll see these things and it's like fundamental things dude like the brakes are soft they're squishy and for sure you know, the doesn't pedal track straight down the doesn't road track straight like the steering feels <laughs> yeah. weird and, and it's a little off and doesn't return to center like yeah. when you turn Seat right or, is not symmetrical yeah or the seating <laughs> position like we couldn't That's really fit our knee between yeah. the wheel and totally. the da, da, da. yeah yeah it, it's I know. so insane like how it just makes you wonder you know how people complain about any cars today because they've gotten so damn good yeah. you have to nitpick like the yep. the entertainment is difficult to use you're like you have entertainment look I at know. you you have fucking yeah. netflix yeah. and you know right hey, but hey, that's hey. why it's not but that's no longer relevant right you focus I on know. just I that know. modern category and then it's comparing the, them right. against the, the the options right so and then you have like amazing safety like, features nowadays and they're like yeah. well the you know the rear uh, crash protection didn't alert me soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, it fuck. only has side airbags. It doesn't have like rear seat. No ankle airbags. Yeah. What a piece of shit. Yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. It's like, oh uh, man. Uh, yeah. Back in the day, they didn't even have an ABS. You know, like it's like I don't know. So what? Like it's like that. That's yeah. that's no longer relevant, right? It's but I, exactly. I see what you mean. It's it's comedic. I know, but it's, that's it's, different it's, because it just the brakes were still. It makes you appreciate E30s, 944s, like cars that we kind of like gravitate to as well, because within those the cars yeah, are that makes sense. those cars yeah. are fun. They're fundamentally just good cars, right? Like at yeah. everything they need to do to be a car, for uh, sure. And and to be in to to see these other reviews of cars from the same period um, have issues like that, like brand new. It's just like yeah, they just they just do that. Like that's yeah. just the yeah. way that car is. You I'm know? trying to remember what was it. What was that? Was it Ferrari three hundred eight has some like idiosyncrasies like that too. Like reading, I read the you know like reading like the best handling car one or whatever um, from I think Car and Driver. Uh, it it just like the three hundred eight had a bunch of those little things where it's like you know it's really uncomfortable and you steer or it could have been yeah like the air like bot like the floor vents don't even work right and it's like a yeah. it's supposed to be a non like prototype like a, uh, an actual production model or something like mm-hmm. like fan barely blows um yeah yeah dude i think um it's i don't know it's 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 really funny how like people complain about like the whole porsche thing right the 911 thing like we we obviously are are big fans ourselves but like Look at what how a Porsche was built in period compared to like a the top of the line American example of anything, right? And it's like, dude, they're <laughs> they're like totally that. screwed together very differently, and yeah. um, it, it's it's very apparent, right? And we've talked about it before with like, you know, I, I know it's the deadest of horses, and that's why I didn't want to beat it again because it's so Please dead. Don't. But, the ZR1, right? The C4 ZR1. It's like, yeah, yeah. dude, like that was such a disappointment for me because it's <laughs> like, it was the pinnacle. As a kid, I grew up reading about it and I was a big fan. And like, even up until that point, I was considering buying one. And then I go drive it. I'm like, man, this is such a piece of shit compared to like uh, the equivalent, like a 964 yeah. or something, you know? Like, well, it, and then I think the I think the week before we were in a, uh, an MFI Carrera from 1975 and we were talking about how, how awesome yeah. that thing is. Like, imagine this back then and how well built it was and how it braked so well and tracks us, you know, everything was, and it handled so well and the motor yeah. and revs so freely and all this yeah. stuff. And then very, very tight, excellent steering, you know, like stuff like mm-hmm. that, that would have been, you know, loose and vague and most cars. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it definitely is, is fascinating. Um, but, um, I have, this is sort of a, a, a related tangent talking about cars, right? Yeah. And our audience <laughs> <That's what we laughs> from around the world. Um, okay. 
I have a, a, a mini trivia question for you, and then I'm going to ask uh, about our audience here. But what is the official name of Germany? Deutschland? Alemania. Alemania. Oh, some Latin. Huh? It's the Federal Republic of Germany. Oh, and yeah. the reason I'm bringing this up is that we were talking about Porsches, but um, I'm looking right now at our uh, downloads, right? Global downloads, our listenership throughout the world. And I'm really fascinated by how like our audience is, you know, it is a global audience, but we have like people in New Zealand that listen to us regularly in Japan, Puerto Rico, Sweden, and we never hear from them. So I wanted to take like an opportunity here to like basically just like have these folks like hopefully reach out to us and be like, dude, like tell us like what you're about. You know, what do you drive? Like, how did you hear about DWA? And, and uh, I would love to share like some of these pictures, right? Like take a picture with your car or of your car, send it to us. And, you know, we could feature you in our feed. Like, I think it's, it's really cool to see that there's people all over the planet that listen to us and like in, in Africa and, uh, you know, in a bunch in Southeast Asia, like how did they find out about DWA? It's really fascinating to me. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Are uh, they, uh, expats? Uh, do they, they follow us on Instagram and then they just subscribe. Who knows? Right. Right. Yeah, it yeah. Could, it's also suggested if you listen to other podcasts, so it could just be an iTunes thing. Like you type in cars and then it shows up. Right. Yeah. Right. Germany is a big one for us. And I remember, um, you know, Matthias, uh, from, uh, is it wicked sixes lane? Yeah. Uh, yeah. When, when we first met him, he's like, I am your biggest German fan. Like that was the first thing he said. And I'm like, Oh sweet. Like we have German fans mm. like, and you're our biggest Wait, So that means we have an audience there. And, um, yeah, <laughs> in Europe, like Germany, at least one. Yeah. At least, at least three. Right. Cause he's, he's, uh, or a two rather. Cause it, all you need is another one to, to com- compete with or whatever, but I don't know. It's just a, a thing that I've been thinking about a lot recently, and I had it in front of me. wanted a wanted to um, yeah. cover that before I forget. <clears throat> there but was a German. Co- there was the co- that competition, right? And there was yeah, there was at least two people there, I believe. Because at least two did, people, yeah. Taipei, did, like there's a big win. audience in Taiwan. I love Taiwan, by the way. It's one of my favorite countries. Um, so never super never cool been. to see that. Yeah, it's a yeah. rad country. Uh, maybe, beautiful, beautiful uh, country. Maybe uh, that Japanese hair product is listening. They can maybe the up, Japanese dude. hair product. Gatsby. Gatsby. Shout, uh, shout out to Gatsby, uh, yeah. moving rubber. <laughs> uh, there you go. You guys want to do some questions? Yeah. I would love to do some questions. It's questions time. Uh, Walter Michael Woods says, oh, by the way, if you are interested in asking us a question, go to our Instagram, usually on Tuesdays, Tuesday mornings. That's when we, we've been recording, so we'd love to hear from you. And another good way, if you're listening in Taiwan, to uh, holler at us on Instagram. DM us. Let us know how and where you listen it's kind of interesting all right walter michael wood says babies should be coming in the next 30 days any advice from the experts at dwa we've been getting a lot of baby questions recently (laughs) i think there's a lot of people in the cycle of having children again um let's see my advice is always take a lot of short small videos how they you always say that? Long... What, what is? How short are we talking? Because here? babies like, are small, so you have to. They're you small, know, short and small. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying you don't need, you don't need like an hour of them like gurgling and you know trying to crawl. But you know, just they change so quickly. That's all I'm saying is you get used to it as a parent, how they eat and sleep and all that stuff. But when you look back on it, you're like, oh man, like what was that like in that three month phase, the six month? I don't know. Yeah. People are some people are better than others um, at documenting, but. Um, those videos are cool because they change so quickly. So that's all. That's all I'm saying. For sure. I uh, When my first was born, 
like I didn't have an iPhone yet. Uh, I was a BlackBerry guy back then. Oh, yeah, nice. two, 2009. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I had one of those, these little like cameras that was like the size, it was like an, a little HD camera. Do you remember those things? They oh, that like you a, hold this way? I like got flip kinda, or something like yeah, vertical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was yeah. a flip cam, right? And they, mm-hmm. yeah. So I had one of those and I took so much video and it's, it is pretty fun to go back and look at with the kids. Like they, they get exactly. more of a kick out, out of it than anyone else. And then with Phoebe, I just like whatever. I didn't you did a do. couple courtroom sketches, and yeah, that was good. I didn't do any. No, I did a lot of. <laughs> it, there was a while there where I was doing these little like uh, I was putting together these little videos um, on iMovie. So I would do yeah, just like and those are so rad. Yeah, short little yeah. thirty second things, and her like screaming, and then I would clip them all together and make like exactly. a make like a minute reel. And those exactly. are really fun. And she loves and she loves those, and we love looking at them. And we're like, oh look at, and it's always then it's always kind of like. That's a fun thing too to to edit them because then they're like more watchable and you're like totally. and then it's like highlights because you're cutting out all the bullshit you're cutting out yep. all the like you talking like come here come here you know like whatever and it's just them doing yeah. something funny or you know yeah neat, whatever I know it's like um this is related I promise uh I was on a family trip and uh, we went to Yellowstone and we literally took about twenty five minutes trying to take this one photo because my sister in law was like super adamant about getting this one angle. Like she put the phone on top of the minivan that we rented and it kept falling off and everyone was like tired. I'm like, come on. But like all you get is the beautiful photo now, right? Like there isn't like the whole all the BS behind the video or whatever. So it's uh yeah, th- yeah. yeah it's classic. Um yeah, I was thinking it's just funny you mentioned that, though, because the flip camera is like old tech now. Right. So that's like, you know, and think what was the equivalent back in the day? Right. It's like an eight millimeter or something. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. A super yeah. old thing that you have or, to go pull out yeah, of a box. My dad's huge camcorder on his on his shoulder, you know, shoulder that. But I'm thinking yeah, like what was like the flip was like it was super compact. Right. It was like the top of the line, like cool thing mm-hmm. back then. Um, well, I mean. It was the, the first of that sort of like democratizing the compact size, right? Because like everything yep. else was so big. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, I think, dude, I don't know. Like I was thinking now BlackBerry. My first uh, smartphone was a uh, Google G1. Do you remember that one? The mm-hmm. It was the first was Google stylus? phone. No, no it had... It, uh, it it was sort of like sidekick style where it's flips like oh, um, yeah. not like opens but it slides open it slid and that would always break the the slide feature would always oh really like yeah my, mine didn't there. break because I actually ended up replacing it um, before that but um but I, I do remember that like even at the time like it felt a little clunky I want to see it now like it's probably like a such a weird archaic thing <laughs> you know like something like that obsolete tech. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore, guys. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Yeti, <laughs> Yeti Overland, uh, he chimed in and said that hospital couches are not comfortable to sleep on. But yeah. I just recently fucking realized that there's a reason for that. They don't yeah. want your lazy ass sleeping mm. in. You can't, you're not supposed to be getting a good night's sleep at, uh, during labor. Although they kind of want you to stay there as long as possible, right? Because you're paying. Right. No, no. They kick you out, though. You, you I know, know but, at they some s- point, but they still want you to stay there. They basically wouldn't let me leave last time I was there. Oh, really? We had to get out. That's that's how I went. Because they only let you stay one night after. So, like, if your baby is born at 12.01 the next day, you get a full day and night. Yeah. But if it's born at, like, 10 p.m., you get that night and you have to leave the next day. Something like that. But anyways, this, the hospital we were at, um, they have a pull-out little couch. And, dude, it's like... 
not long enough vinyl, you know, it's like the worst case scenario, but I figured it out. Finally, it's like, oh yeah, they don't really want you to be comfortable. They want you to be ready to go. Mm, I don't um, know. Well, well, yeah, that's interesting. All right. That's an interesting perspective on it. I know that they do have a sort of a recommended time frame where you should, you know, before you leave, but I don't know if they're trying to actively push you out everywhere. Like where we were, like uh, the hospital that we had our kids at, like they were actually advertising how comfortable the rooms are and how comfortable oh, funny. The, that one side thing is. Like that is one of the things that they talked about. That's how like, Sutter is too, where I had we had yeah. our first kid. Yeah, but Sutter, that's the that little pullout couch is junk, um, garbage. This, it should be like McDonald's style, right? Like that super hard plastic and like it, they paint everything <laughs> bright yellow and like yeah. harsh oh, lighting. I thought you were saying, I thought you were saying drive-through. <laughs> oh, drive-through baby delivery. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Fuchs 911 says, let's define driving experience in a few short words. Can a modernish car give you the same in a Radwood era car? What's required? So <clears throat> let's define driving experience in a few short words. Not sure exactly what he's looking for here, but um, I don't think a modernish car can give you the same as a Radwood era car. It's I think all well, the touch points. The easiest way to do it, I guess we've talked about it before a million times, is a sense of occasion, right? Like that's exactly that is a thing. Um, that is defined. Yeah. So there's how many how many def how many defining factors are there? Basically, is what right. you have to look at. So well, art for art, it's uh, sound is fifty percent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. For and I think it went up to seventy five percent if I'm Whoa. not mistaken recently. <laughs> Yeah. I just think like, you threw that out there. Yeah, just like a like a little bullish, little short wheelbase theme became raw special bulldog, and then eventually became special little pit bull. So now, now exactly. <laughs> I would yeah, also yeah. say that I would say the Radwood era doesn't provide, you know, uh, in most cases it doesn't provide close to the driving entertain excitement or whatever that like a '60s car does either, like a '60s or '70s car. But I think it's the in that sweet spot of like hitting the reliability and a little bit of speed and and comfort have, and, and comfort safety, yeah. but also still raw and engaging. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that, that's why we love that the Radwood era so much. It's you do get that kind of old world feel, yet the cars are able to stay on the road and they're easy to work on and you know have some creature comforts. Yeah. I just think it, it comes down to. Um, yeah, that like visceral feeling, and you don't get that in modern cars. I mean, even the most extreme like supercars are pretty damn easy to drive. You know, you mm -hmm. for the most part, especially nowadays, it's like you put it in drive, and you have cruise control and good AC, and it's quiet and a good stereo. It's like, and all you know, the traction controls. Yeah, right. That's it's like yeah, the totally. nicest luxury car that would have been available in in 1995. But yeah. you get it in like a Lotus Elise or something, which isn't made anymore, right? Uh, and that's like a modern-ish car. Yeah, there are a few like outliers, so, yeah. obviously. That's like, almost like a, a kit car in yeah. respect to, mm -hmm. you know, modern modern mm -hmm. cars. But yeah. yeah, I think there's, well, the connectedness is a big one, right? Like there's like the connectedness and feedback of the car. And like the less insulated it is, the more information you get. But you can, you can insulate and still have good steering and good brakes and a great transmission. Oh, and yeah, like, for sure. And, and Look all at of any that stuff. new so, 911, yeah. right? And lightweight. Yeah too light, yeah, light lightweight, lightweight is a weight, big thing like you know and any miata name your miata right like they've done an excellent job of that um i think oh and new miata probably gets you pretty i haven't driven one but i yeah. would imagine that gets driven you, one they're pretty gets you yeah pretty they're close. just like they have a lot of creature comfort you know and but i think you're right it's closer and one thing i'll say 
visibility out of a car is huge in mm-hmm. the Radwood era. Right. Thin A pillars were still a thing. Um, mm-hmm. The the sills were low. Uh, that's a big factor. You get into any new quote unquote sports car like a BRZ, you're sitting low, and the sills are the A pillars are thick, and it just isn't as engaging. That's just like it's yeah. one f- like factor in that sense of occasion engagement. Uh, scale. Yeah, and you're, I think you're a, chipping away at it. I think a big part for me is more. Um, it's not. Is it? Is it less or more engaging at ten tenths or nine tenths? Because I think a lot of cars are engaging at that. At that, you know, like even mm-hmm. a Tesla Model S would be engaging at ten tenths, right? You're obviously you're you'd be getting sideways and you know trying to control this beast. But uh, it's it's more like the it's I always say it, but it's like the drive to the the you know, the little market like five blocks away. And it's like, is that drive enjoyable as well? Right. So is it enjoyable? Just like if you get stuck behind some traffic and like, and and that could be many different things. So it could be a convertible that actually isn't a great driving car or something like that, but you have all these views and stuff like that. So that, that yeah. right that goes it's like there's so many factors right and right, there's a lot right. and you get yeah. into the miata I'm with, I'm with Lane, a miata. warren rather <clears throat> sorry oh, yeah. go ahead oh i was gonna say a miata kind of gives you a lot of those things just because it is a roadster convertible and then and uh and it is a manual you know you can get a manual transmission and then it's an na you know naturally aspirated engine and then there's all these factors that that come to play and you have to yeah. rev it out and you have to shift a lot Right, because it's not a super powerful thing and all mm-hmm. that. But but I'm with Warren though, because what you're describing is just that is like is literally like the thin A pillars. It's just more information. You're more you feel more out there yeah. and exposed. Less filters, right? Like the yeah. And, and yeah, and, and and going back to your original point, like that is why we're so into these cars. Is that there? It's the perfect balance of modernity and analogness, right? Like where you have like just enough to 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 have the essentials, right? Like to in terms of. You know, you're not totally like you don't have air pouring in through the, the the seams, you know, and like it's it's you have some insulation, but it's comfortable enough and it's reliable. That's the most important thing, right? Is that and that fuel injection was a big thing in this era, right? That, that really trans transformed kind of the industry in that sense. And so yeah, um, yeah and twice as safe as like a '60s equivalent, you know, uh, yeah. GTV or you know whatever versus an E30. Yeah. It's like but, and, yeah. and going back to oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say you're most likely not having to like sit there with and and kind of rev the gas at a light because it's going to die and stuff sure. like that. We're older, you know, older cars have a lot more of that stuff. Like we were talking about earlier with quality, you know, just the way cars yeah, were like, put together. It was like there was a lot more of things going on that would only last for this long. And and, and uh, a Radwood car will probably start every time, whereas the mm-hmm. 60s car, it's like, oh, it's too hot, too cold. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever the case, they're more be, temperamental, yeah. which is ironically something that people consider sense of occasion as well, right? That's it's just it's it a different, it's a different, uh, different uh, level, right? Where depends on your um, use case as well. If you're just doing like the cars and coffee and an occasional rally in your '60s, '70s car, great. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to use it um, a lot, it's just more difficult. So the, yeah, it's kind of it's a Goldilocks thing, right? It's <laughs> yeah, a, for sure. Yeah. There's no perfect solution in any car. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's see here. Mr. Lovrak says, name a better two-car solution than a Fiat 500e and a Mercedes-Benz 500e. Oh I'll God. wait. Dude, that's, a, the, that's not good at all. 
<laughs> it's pretty good. Is it? No automatics? Well, I mean, where no are manuals you gonna, anywhere? Where, no yeah. manuals, but people are pretty high on the 500E. I've never uh, yeah, driven well, one, but... Where are you, how, what are you going to do a rally in? The 500 the Mercedes-Benz. But that's not that's not super engaging or anything. I mean, it's a good car and everything, but it's been used on our rallies several times. It has been used, it's but pretty it's not rad. The, but it's not the most engaging thing. It's an automatic. It's a four-speed automatic. I know it depends I on mean, the road. I mean, come on, right? dude, a heavy four-speed automatic car. It's like yeah, right there. I mean, yeah, it has a great greenhouse, like small it's a pillars. Teutonic, like more of a, good a GT road car. Yeah. it's you a know. it's a touring car. It's a car you want to like blast down the autobahn at hundred. It's almost like you eliminate. In my case, I mean, everybody has their own situation, but like in my in my case, I would eliminate the five hundred e. The I'm sorry, eliminate the five hundred e Fiat, and keep the five hundred e for the purpose of the five hundred e Fiat, right? W- which yeah, would be commuting, exactly. driving around town, being comfortable to and from the store, and occasionally being able to rip around, which is the same thing with the Fiat, right? You, it's fun in that way. And then you replace the the, the Fiat 500 with um, with something as you're describing, way more engaging, manual transmission, something that you rally and can can enjoy, right? In that way. Yeah. Um, the the Mercedes 500e is, I would say, it's more in that, like we were talking about the Kia last week. I mean, it's way cooler than that, obviously, but it, it's it serves that purpose where it's a good car. It's really it it's a super cool car. And you're not like bummed if you hit a back road, but that's not the car that you're necessarily taking specifically to hit back roads. Agreed. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. For yeah. sure. It's a rally pre-run car as opposed to a rally car. There you go. So I'm thinking about. So I'm trying to keep it in the same price range, right? So you keep the 500e Mercedes. What's a 500e go for these days? Let me feel like five, five grand. Five grand. Yeah. Shit. So that's what your budget is. I mean, I guess you don't have to do yes. that, but. Um, uh, Mini Cooper S, 2006. Yeah, you could do a. You still get all the parking spots, manual transmission, fun little car. All right. Um, Yeti Overland says, "Is the new Ford Maverick Lane Skelton's new Subaru Baja? Mm. Has Lane already reserved his new dream truck? Will he go hybrid or EcoBoost? <laughs> I think I'm more of a Hyundai Santa Cruz guy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And By the way, did you guys look at the Maverick specs at all? I did. Yeah. Yeah, what Pretty do you interesting. think? It's a so it's basically Dude. the Bronco Sport, uh, yeah. the package where it's like the the hybrid engine is stock, and then they have the EcoBoost um, as the option engine. So it's like right. So and the, so the hybrid is only offered in front wheel drive mm-hmm. in a truck though, and forty miles per gallon from Ford. I mean that's yeah. if you put those things together it's like ford is making a front wheel drive pickup truck that gets 40 miles per gallon yeah and it, that is a and around town it never thing. gets under it was like 33 or something like that that's so, crazy yeah. it's very close to mini truck status i think they're still they keep hammering on towing capabilities and i'm i just don't get why they do that the, that's the not buyer a mini for this truck fucking thing. truck yeah doesn't tow shit uh, maybe a payload rating is good you know you want to put stuff in the tr- in the bed and in the truck, but who is buying this thing to tow? Like, get yeah. that out of here. And so they don't offer all-wheel drive with the hybrid. Nope. If you want all-wheel drive, you have to get the EcoBoost. Yeah. Well, but because who cares, man? Get out of here. You're not going to take that thing go, like on extreme trails and stuff. You're just going to drive it around tra- town and occasionally throw plants in the back. That's, that's true too. And so it's, only, tw- idea, it's right? only 21 grand. Well, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. That you're not towing. I know, but what I'm Payload. saying is it makes sense for them not to offer that as an all-wheel drive because the hybrid thing, oh. they're, they're targeting a different demographic, right? So, like, it's people No, I understand who, that. Yeah. It, it's still weird that they offer, I think they offer an escape with the same powertrain and all-wheel drive, but they aren't offering it in the truck. 
that's what's yeah. strange. You're family. Like, I can have see that. it. Yeah. Well, the escape is like is supposed to be more like fam, like it, or maybe not. Hmm, camping. I'm trying uh, to think. I mean, it, I think it's because they probably don't trust the all-wheel drive system to handle what they're the payload and towing. But my point is, people aren't using that truck for that, right? It's like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they are towing. Lane will be towing jet skis, and you yeah, know. they said you could tow two jet skis with the front wheel drive. Boom! There right. you go. Uh, so, so I wonder uh, what the deal is, though. Yeah, like there's got to be some metrics they're working off of, right? Like some data that shows that it's got to be. Yeah, yeah, it's like some well, weird uh, that's, research group that asked ten people in Texas. And like, I think yeah, it's got to be able to tow. I think it's just like part of the shoppers questions when they look for a when they look for I a truck. So it's like they so, should just give up on that and make it. Uh, yeah. A more street style but it's kind of like the all-wheel drive thing right it's like what sells so like yep people are gonna act like all-wheel drive is a big deal even though most people aren't going to use it you know it's that it's that yeah like, yeah that's what i'm saying is like thing. why not just offer the the hybrid with all-wheel drive and yeah. then say it can't tow shit because i maybe towing is the more important factor like i know that yeah. i guess that's what I'm, my argument is yeah. it shouldn't be it's yeah. like such a small use case i mean yeah, well, reality, I think it's marketing though right it's 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 do you need 500 a 500 horsepower v8 to drive around town no but it's 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 attractive right like so i think yeah. people just like to see that number and say hey shit this is capable you know like it's it's the, something that yeah so one thing sure. i did one thing i did see about it has a so it has a 4.5 foot bed which um with the tailgate down is six feet so you can lay um pieces of plywood flat in the bed with the tailgate down and then it basically they offer all these like things like cages and stuff like that yeah. to go around i think also the tailgate uh folds halfway down it and does. that's equal to the wheel well tops so you mm -hmm. can make like a a flat bed there if you wanted something like that yeah so, so it has some cool configurable stuff and then yeah. the Hyundai Santa Cruz only has a four foot bed and that the bed on that one is plastic. So it only has it has actually a higher payload, but not in the bed, which I don't know what that means. But anyway, so Weird. it only has like 500 pound payload, you know, in the bed where the uh, this Ford has 1500 pounds, I think. That's pretty good. Yeah. So the styling what, of the Maverick is or seventeen hundred. So, um, so bland. Oh, so are they, um, like what, what's so they're touting? Uh, I I just looked this up. I don't know shit about towing and like towing numbers, but um, like the Maverick base towing says two thousand pounds, max towing four thousand pounds. Is That's that with the big engine. Okay, is that with the with the big? That's engine with the EcoBoost, okay. and but and that's a twenty-one foot boat. They say uh -huh. your average twenty-one foot boat. Interesting. Yeah, I, I would love to talk. Yeah, we, we need a Ford person on. Be like, dude, like, who is the who is your target demo for this, and why does this stuff matter? Like, because I they know. Are, so yeah, it's really interesting. It's, it's like ninety nine percent of the use of that truck is going to be driving kids to school and going to the grocery store and driving to work. I just don't see if you need to tow shit, you already have you know, a different vehicle. I just don't see people buying this to to tow. But no, I could be wrong. Well, is that but but having that that use case on occasion even if it's once a year makes it appealing right? i guess like, uh, i guess but you yeah. can tow with the subaru outback if you really want to right i don't know what their payload is or their towing yeah but uh yeah i'm trying to figure out the dimensions of this thing you is can it tow like, with a honda accord like our friend we have friends that used to tow a sailboat with a honda accord there you go you know who they are warren they, yeah, they're not oh, too yeah. kind on their cars let's say i that. know <laughs> so the so they are the compact ranger is up to eleven 
inches longer and 2.8 inches taller. Um, and dude, the F-150 dwarfs the Maverick by 28 inches in length and 8.3 inches in height. That's just the standard F-150. Um, so I, it is I'm so curious to know though, yeah. Target. So unattractive. If they had just kept a styling like the Ranger, it would be so much better. It just is so bland. It looks like a Dodge from ten years ago. Yeah, I don't know what it's it looks very like. Simple I Dakota mean, or you know. Oh, like a styling. Dakota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking yeah. at it. Not um, good. I don't know. The front. They've been trying to go futuristic with the headlights. I see what they're up to here. But um, it's so bland, don't you think? The Hyundai looks so much better. Uh, the, the Honda Sanders does look awesome. Yeah, the, striking. And, I love and I the, think, the headlights. I think the Honda like. The what's the Honda truck thing? Ridgeline. Ridgeline. I've seen a lot of those around the new ones, and with the off-road package, I don't know what that what it's called. They look oh, pretty yeah. good, dude. Yeah, that's Not bad. That's kind of like a perfect truck, maybe. It really is. Especially are, that's. Yeah, I guess that goes back to what I'm talking about. Is for most people, the Ridgeline checks all the boxes. And yeah. If you really need to tow, you're not in this small SUV uh, demographic. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, um, this is like a Forester or whatever. Who's towing with a Forester, right? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, D. Philly says, recommendations for another set of wheels for my 16-valve Scirocco. Love the stock teardrops, but it'd be cool to have something else to mix it up. Just being used as a weekend backroads cruiser. Um, let's see. 16-valve Scirocco. Uh, BBS RZs? Is that too boring? Yeah, I would Just I would take it up. Let's go with like a BBS RM, which is the multi-piece flat-faced version. Um, it's yeah. it, you, pretty popular with like the Mark II golf crowd. I think I'm pretty sure that it was offered as an option um, for the Mark II golf GTI. Uh, if you look up a BBS RM, you'll see they they were narrow. They were like 15 by six. Um, super rad looking wheel though. They have, the face is flat. It doesn't have like the raised like the spokes aren't as raised and sharp. Um, and, uh, they're multi-piece, so they look like a BBS RS kind of They're And it's a, again, a subtle thing. So it's like kind of a thing that you can nerd out on. Like not everyone would know that it's that, but it, it, it's a cool looking wheel. Right. Um, what about, uh, the, is it 1552 that makes the snowflake look? Oh, the RMLs. The, yeah, that's yeah. the old one. I don't know if they still make those. And they're probably pretty big. Well, 15s is the you can get them in. 15. Oh, they do make a 15. They were. I don't know if they still make them. Yeah, but they were. That was yeah. the thing. Is like that's how 1552 started. It was like trying to mm-hmm. find, like, trying to make like good sizing and like <laughs> retro designs, right? So like this one was like the perfect example of that. They made it like the right offset. It was a 15 by seven. It looked really good. Filled out the wheel wells nice. Cause stock even like as I mentioned, the GTIs had like a 15 by six option, which was like, eh. like I mean, it was okay, but like yeah, the, uh, it was the. Um, 1552 snowflake or rml snowflake no idea if they still make it i don't think they do cool one. i don't know but you might be able to find them used and then uh yeah i don't know there there must be some other like period cool stuff tsw hockenheims or something i don't know the uh yeah or like a what about what do you guys think of like um like a speaking of 1552 like an integrale like the real like a multi-spoke like an oz something that would look cool but, that look yeah. good, yeah. Maybe like new speed style kind of vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see, trying to yeah, that would look, look cool. What up? Yeah, OZ probably has. You can probably get those OZ ones like on tire rack for eight hundred bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. like Super Turismos. Um, yeah, I'm actually pulling that exact thing up to see if that looks decent. Um, I'll move on until you come up with something. Uh, Vlad Hooligan says, what are your thoughts on rotating through car ownership in order to enrich your well-rounded and longer-term understanding 
of different vehicles, personalities, driving dynamics, etc. Do I need to change personal cars 20 to 30 times to get that well-rounded assessment? Sometimes it's hard to get that full immersive experience from a daily Turo rental or driving a buddy's car around the block. Or is that enough? That's it's not, literally it's my not philosophy. The same. Uh, I think living sorry. with a car is way more important than uh, yeah. than just trying a car. But how long do you need to live with it to get that immersive experience? Six I months, Warren. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's my that formula. Six, uh, six months. No, I mean... Don't register yeah. it. Yeah. Don't... Don't, no. don't change the license plate. Just have the and stack of paper ready to go all filled out for the next owner. Because living um, with a car will make you, it it does one of two things, right? It makes you hate the car, like basically dislike the car more or really fall for it because it's a lot of cars like kind of grow on you over time. They're not, you know, not necessarily shouty, you know, right off the bat. You're not like, oh my God, it's the best thing ever. But yeah. living with them for a little bit might, might bring yeah. out these little things that you love about that car totally yeah there's all it's it's it can be something super subtle right like when initially you're focused on let's say you have like certain uh metrics you're looking at or parameters like you're starting with steering braking this that and that handling uh you have a day you get all that shit together you're done but then you know you have it for a few weeks or a month and you're like oh look at this switch over here like look at this little vent over here oh this pocket is so convenient like that's i love this pocket you know like little shit like that that really adds to the whole experience for sure how about uh, how about just owning it long enough to have different use cases? So you maybe can take it on a rally, or you find yourself doing a weekend trip to uh, you know the vineyards and uh, whatnot, yeah, so forth. Um, yeah, it just gives you a little bit more time to try out how it how it operates. So yeah, I guess to his you know to his question, Turo rentals okay, um, but driving a buddy's car around the block not enough to really have that. Uh, experience the immersive experience you'll know kind of basic driving dynamics and um, impressions but that's about it just same thing like with a road test they'll do like a quick drive or you know a quick review and then they'll do a long-term test and those are two totally different that good point yeah long-term is exactly yeah that's the perfect example of this and you're gonna go into a just a quick test drive around the block you're probably gonna go into it with like feelings one way or the other to begin with so you're kind of looking for the things you love about it or looking for things to hate on it uh yeah and i I, so you're kind of like already spun what you're gonna think right off the bat because you can find things to love with anything or find things to hate with anything but then kind of living with it for a little while will bring out you know more of those things to dislike or like good call roadkill motor says i love me a brown porsche my dad's 912E is brown with a burgundy interior, and I can't wait until he agrees to sell it to me. Nice. LOL. Do you think <laughs> no. he really laughed out loud? Or? Thank you for including the LOL. I thought that was very interesting because he even included a comma there and LOL, so he was definitely um, He's yeah. on it. Brown with burgundy. Well, I think it's because the picture you posted was, I don't know if it was a 912E, but no. uh, a, brown, a brown 911 of some kind. Yep. It's uh, it's isn't that uh, your brother's car, Lane? Yeah, it's Blaze's 911S. Oh, it's Blaze's. Nice. Yeah, Euro. and uh, I see a the ref- a reflection of a bike on the fender there. What kind of bike is that, Lane? Is that it's a cool a sh- bike? It's a Schwinn Schwinn Collegiate. Collegiate. Oh, a little little yeah. brother photo shoot. I like it. Uh, Rensberger says I recently saw a 2015 GTI with 102,000 miles, priced for twenty-two thousand dollars. What other outrageous used car prices have you seen recently? All of them? Can I just say all of them? 
Yeah, uh, Ferrari 355s are going for 150. Jeez. <laughs> um, uh, nine nine six Cabriolets are going for fifty thousand. Yeah, that was nuts. On without uh, IMS and when uh, sorry art, kind of a shitty color combination of ocean spray metallic uh, on tan interior. That's a the really popular ocean, color combo. The, by the, the way, cranberry, uh, <laughs> the ocean spray cranberry uh, metallic isn't uh, bad, but the tan interior, man, that's a rough combo. Uh, Black wheels too. Uh, so Cabriolet bad. for fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, what not, is happening? Nine nine three. Why did we not get a loan for a million dollars and buy all the nine nine sixes? I know. Five years ago. Nine nine three Carrera S's are going for one twenty to one forty ish, or one you know one ten to one forty. Uh, and then, yeah, do BMW M5s, E28s, 50 grand for like one with miles. Uh, yeah, 500 E's are going for a lot of money now. Everything. And then on the modern size side, I drove by uh, our local Ford dealership. Their lot is empty. All used cars, huh? Their yeah. lot is completely empty. Yeah. Chip shortage. They like six, six trucks. Well, I went by yesterday. They only had used cars that I saw. Like, you know, right. they all had the, the year on the window kind of thing. It is crazy. Um, yeah, very crazy. So, um, I would love to hear what people are seeing, though. You should DM us. I want to. I want to see all these crazy things around the country. Um, all right. KC nine fourteen says, "Are you ever going to be back recording at the studio?" God damn. Yes. Yes. I hope so. Yes, hope so. And that's on me to, to do the it. world. Um, it's on I'm, art, dude. I'm the one who lives, I live about, I don't know how far away I live. I live an hour away from the studio and I have a an kid. Hour. And both my wife and I work full time at home and we don't have a, a caretaker yet for the little one. So that's the thing is that we're, we're close to that. We're working on it. But as soon as that pulls through, um, I'm so on board. I can't wait. We'll do it. We'll do it. Um, all right. Last question here is from Ben Roger. Ben Rogat. Thoughts on Baku and the F1 season so far? It's like a full podcast, I think, isn't it? I know. <laughs> well, we can transition. Oh, this is transition. what Art would call a uh, segue. Baku. 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 Um, pretty cool spot. I, do you guys have any interest in going to Azerbaijan? Yeah, I want to go. I want to go for the race. That looks like a fun one to go to. Dude, uh, there's it's working. very few people watching. Huh? Well, because they uh, couldn't. You would think all those, but all those balconies would be full in any other place. Yeah. Yeah, because people don't know to sell them, right, and list them. But I don't know if that's feasible right now with COVID. Who knows what their restrictions are like, right? Oh, um, they've been out of COVID for months over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, they've been out of COVID. It's totally to- <laughs> out. out of COVID. No, dude, so. It's it's funny because this is exactly why they're hosting the race there, right? Like it's it's awareness yeah. of the country and get trying to get people there. So it's working for you guys. I like it. You guys are um, buying into it. Um, Thank well, you. How about you? Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to go there. <laughs> I, I have I have very little interest. Like it's like probably like I mean I'll go eventually maybe, but it's not like I'd rather I much rather go to twenty other countries before going to Azerbaijan yeah, personally. Yeah. Oh, that's how I was, twenty that's other I was races. Asking. Like in you'd rather go to every other race rather than that. Um, no, that's not, not true, every dude. other, but a lot of them. Yeah, like okay, have, like okay. probably below it would be like um, Bahrain or Dubai or something like that, or yeah. Abu Dhabi. I mean, uh, yeah. huh. it's a pretty How about place. France? How about it looks France? cool. You don't want to go to that track. To where? You don't want to go to France. France? Ooh wee! Yeah, probably not France. I don't know. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry, guys. <laughs> go tell me all about it. You guys want to uh, go? Yeah, let's go. 
No, um, no, no. I don't. I'm not. Uh, I think. I think this I'm season it. it looks interesting, but I think that's. Go ahead, Lane. Oh, I was saying this season is shaping up to be an awesome season. It's like most races have been pretty insane or really good, right? Like, every, like there's not like I think there was like one kind of one really boring race so far. Oh, of course, Monaco, but but that has so many other things going on that you're kind of like you accept that right uh yeah but yeah, Monica's uh, yeah. more about the spectacle and the the fact that these guys can do this right like it's yeah. it's almost less about like okay if there's some passes that's amazing and like and you have qualifying which is a really big deal and then qualifying, during the race yeah. is like just watching these guys haul incredible ass through this tiny little place like that's kind of really all you can hope for right yeah yeah yeah. I thought the the track is interesting in Baku because it's so fucking fast. I mean, those straightaways are over a mile, right? Yeah, a mile and a half, the main straight. The main straight, a mile and a half. Yep. So that's why they're getting up to crazy speeds like and the tires are getting hammered, right? Yep. Yeah. It's like a, well, the, the tires, the tire thing, they're claiming it was just from debris. So Oh, is that but, official now? I mean, that's a Pirelli claim. High, super high speeds, right? It's I know. Weird. Well, that's when they went out, but they had cuts and they said they found cuts in hamilton's tire as well mm. but it didn't go mm. down to like the the whatever the carcass or whatever you know um yeah but so they cut from debris is what they're claiming um pirelli kind of always says that though so i don't i don't know what to really believe like yeah I know you, you need a third party for this kind of shit right like it's yeah it's, why would you allow them to make that um, that's a good de- call decision i guess well i'm sure the the fia has to be looking into it right I, yeah i don't think so they're, i think pirelli right takes there. the tires they, home and and they're the ones that that are analyzing them so they yeah. interviewed um uh who was it oh i think it was um they were talking to daniel kiviat it was one of these you know this is uh d- going deep on the f1 tv app by the way it's like three interviews deep when they're interviewing like one of the guys that's like a backup reserve driver, you know? And, uh, yeah. and it's Kvyat talking about his experience last year. I think this happened to him at Silverstone. And, um, and so he was talking about what the process is and like, it's both the team and the, uh, the, 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 the FIA and Pirelli uh, actually doing um, extensive kind of research on it and, and analysis. But um, I don't know yet. I imagine that Pirelli is going to make one conclusion. And then if the FIA determines that it's not conclusive based on the evidence, they'll probably go deeper. I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see because, because yeah, dude, it's like the, the information that I read and, and just some of the analysis that I, analysis that I saw is kind of backing up what Warren is saying is that the fact that the tires were not strong enough in soft form, especially to, to withstand the forces for that extended straight. Right. And like, cause there's so much downforce, um, when you're hauling ass at that for so long, uh, that it basically destroyed the tires and delaminated them. But, um, cause the hard compound apparently was survived better, right? It held, it held, it held. No. So that better. was a hard, those are both hard tires that oh, went. They both were. So, yeah. So that's where, and they are claiming, I mean, this is like a fish today. Pirelli said, they were from cuts, and they're saying Hamilton's was cut. So, um, mm. and yeah, they were both hard tires. Um, Stroll had thirty laps on his, I believe, and then Lance had thirty-three laps. I want to say. So, um, mm. but but they are claiming basically a, it's not from it's not delaminating is what they're gotcha. saying. Gotcha, because it was supposed to be delam- up to they were, they're supposed to survive forty laps, right? 
whatever tire it was. I so believe you're saying so. It was the hard it's, one. It's the hard. Yeah. Both of them were That's the hard. It was after. It was after yeah. their their pit stop. Gotcha. Because so, the other um, were, they, they were also talking about how the the tires have been already beefed up for this specific purpose, right? For the additional well, and this and for this year, yeah, this year yeah. all the tires were changed and they're like basically more. Because last year, if you remember Silverstone, like Hamilton crossed the line with a bad tire and then Carlos's tire went out and everything, and that was that was literal literally like the tire getting too hot and then delamming yeah. and the tire failing in those cases where they're yeah, claiming last this year they were just chipping away You'd yeah falling apart it's, but like chunking. it's such yeah. a crazy i mean to, for them to be critical of pirelli for this it is the gnarliest use so crazy. scenario you can imagine yeah. i mean the the amount of load on the slow stuff and braking and then they're going over 200 miles an hour with all that downforce it's kind of a wonder they can go as long between tire changes as they do. You well, know? but that's yeah. their job, right? That's like the purpose. <laughs> it's like it, I it, know, it, it, I know. I'm just, it's still really. Imp- I, I pictured really like impressive. the French like sitting over here, like, "Oh my God, look at these Italians are blowing it," you know? Because it's like, <laughs> like they're. It, it's definitely but Michelin on them, had problems you know? too, like, right? That's what's that. I thought Michelin had issues back in the day. Yeah, where, for they couldn't even. So like all of the, all of them have at yeah. some point. Yeah, there's. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, wasn't it Michelin? Said, it's, the, it's a super gnarly scenario. Yeah, it's. it's wasn't and that's it Michelin who couldn't even race in at a? Yeah, in, yeah, at Indy. Was so. it? At I Indy, thought it was right? Bridgestone. Wasn't it Bridgestone? Oh, oh, was it Bridgestone? Yeah, I think you're right. And per, okay, so Michelin's the one that the ones that did race in that that year. Well, it was ah, shit. I don't or remember. Was it? I have to look it up. Whatever. It was two tire. It was the tire wars and. Yeah, that but was should, when I stopped. Should, I mean, now that you brought it up, it's pretty interesting, though. Like, basically, the this was the indie race in, like, 2007 or 8 or 9. Fuck, that's I when remember. I stopped. I think it was earlier. It's when I stopped watching Formula 1, basically. Yeah, it was, like, 05. 05 and, uh, so this was, like, a really big deal, right? They brought Formula 1 back to the U.S., and they were really trying to, like, stoke everyone out. And only, like, six cars ended up going out because the one of the tires was deemed unsafe, right? And the people that were running yeah. that tire so, did not run it. And they were saying, like... Well, in order to make it safe, we can add a chicane. I remember they were talking yep. about adding a chicane to slow yeah. it down so that it, it wouldn't destroy the tires. And they and Max Mosley refused to add a chicane. He's like, "No, I'm gonna fucking leave the chicane. I'm gonna leave it open, and we, so, we have to keep the track as is." And yeah, uh, but what tires were they? Let's Bridgestone probably Bridgestone probably raced because uh, Michael Schumacher won, right? So didn't he win that that one? So he would be on Bridgestones probably, I would guess, like Ferrari. 2005. Um, yeah, and that was his only win that year, I think. Um, let me check they had they had like not that great of a car i don't know i stopped uh, watching after that it was like such a weird that whole season was kind of strange it was a re- weird era right yeah. it was kind of like changing to the guard too like hockenin and schumacher and all those guys were were out of the sport and then this new group and weird car designs with tusks and well they were yeah, still well, in but or schumacher yeah they were still there but yeah it was kind of like i mean it just felt ending. like the end of that era and then yeah the more modern era was coming in and uh For yeah sure. it just didn't didn't feel the same what did you guys feel all, throughout throughout all but um but here's the 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 result here so out of 20 cars that entered the race only six cars from the teams using bridgestone tires were out there so that was ferrari jordan minardi and the remaining four 14 entrants all using michelin tires uh, completed the parade lap but retired in the pit lane so they actually did not run 14 cars did not run yeah, they agreed like the night before they weren't going to run or something like that or, you know, announced it that way. Wow. I mean, it was like, it was such a weird thing. To That's such a yeah, bummer, dude. What a fucking yeah. shit show, man. It's like, I have yeah. a program <laughs> from that race. My oh, really? Uncle was, my uncle was there and he gave it to me like years later. That's cool. He was like, so fuck this thing. Do you want it or throw it away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you guys, what did you guys think about the, uh, so in this race for you guys that don't know, 
basically Max Verstappen was leading the race. Perez was in second. Um, and Max's tire just blew up on a straight and he crashed. And then they red flagged the race, which means everyone went into the pits. A lot of people got out of their cars. And I think it was like a 30 minute um, red flag. And then they restarted the race with like a standing start. How did you guys feel about the standing start with two laps Pretty to go? S- what a trip, I mean, huh? It's awesome. exciting for us. <laughs> but it's is super it awesome as a viewer? Yeah. But think about Hell it. Yeah. If, what if you're a what if you're, if you're a fucking if you're a Perez fan, you're super bummed. That's like yeah. so sketchy. Or what if you are Perez and you lose like three spots and you were yeah. like you dominated this whole race totally. and you did all the right things and you raced a perfect race. Or if you're Max and like he was up, you know, know, and he was there and all of a sudden he fucking all of a sudden like you do this thing you're not expecting to do which is restart and with two laps to go dude gives you no chance to do anything and all of a sudden you like have it cut out and three guys get ahead of you yeah i think it's i think it's more fair in this scenario because the leader is who crashed so it gave the rest of the field it kind of reset the race obviously two laps is insane but yeah if it if it wasn't the leader let's say a, a, a back runner uh crashed and red flagged the race uh-huh. like Mazepin let's say he crashed debris everywhere they have to restart the race and then Max went on to lose because of that it would be fucking horrible, how about right? if but Perez I, la- crashed yeah I mean that's another thing too right anyone it's, but the leader right I think anyone but the leader I, I this was like, like that this was easier to swallow in, yeah. in other words and from a viewing standpoint what more what's better I guess maybe five laps to have a little more chance of things changing but restarting the race with two laps to go and having a, a sprint to the finish is pretty awesome. I mean, it I makes was, for an exciting finish, right? Yeah. No, totally. more, yeah. Like yeah, uh, Fernando like Alonso, like I think he gained like four or five spots really? on the restart. Yeah. So he got seventh or something like that. And he would have, wow. you know, would have been 11th or 12th. He would have been and out then, of the like, points. Justice was kind of served, you know, Hamilton went off and mm-hmm. uh, he didn't, I thought he was going to steal the race. So that was kind of, it was kind of cool. It kind of all worked out, but I could see how, if like a you know a back marker crashed and then you're redoing the start for the leader who's like ten seconds twenty seconds ahead Dude. let's say mm-hmm. and yeah. they just go no let's reset <laughs> you're, you're well, gonna be how about how about uh, uh, Schumacher was like a minute a minute and a half ahead of Mazepin Mazespin oh really and then yeah. at the end they're like right next to each other and Mazespin got a he- was ahead of him. And then he almost he like blocked Schumacher Mocker and almost like cr- it was crashed, such a disaster. Hey, that guy's su- and then, wow. such and then a terrible driver. Dude. Schumacher like, ended ca- up beating him, but it was like yeah. it was gnarly. Schumacher is like the most mellow kid. Like he seems like the nicest guy. Like you know, and he's so mellow. And he's on the radio like, "What's he trying to do? Kill us? Like is he trying to kill me? You know? Like, wow, dude, yeah. it's like I literally like that, yeah. uh, Warren. So like so. Uh, you have uh, Mazda Spin. We're going to continue calling him that. <laughs> he was up front, and then uh, Schumacher's coming up on him. And, like, just imagine he's on his right rear tire, right? And uh, yeah, Mazda Spin literally, literally t- to the very, at the very last second, swerves directly in front of him, like, as he's going to pass him. You know, like, uh, he didn't, like, try to block him in advance, like, you know, like, within, like, a few, like, let's say even, like, 20, 30, or Scott, 50 feet out. He just it's like, like it waited to the very game. last moment. Just really terrible driving, dude. It's like... Yeah. And like, his teammate, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty well, horrible. That's, it was a, all, overall a pretty entertaining race, and um, I don't love that track, but I thought it was... It's still pretty cool. Well, you want to go um, there, though. You, you're, you're stoked. Baku, No, no, it. I said, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm on the fence. I think uh, I agree with you, though, Art, where it's like there's 20 countries I'd go to before Azerbaijan, but... Um, 
it would be fun to see the race, I guess. Be cool. I think sure. once you get outside of Baku, it is gnarly. I've watched some YouTube travel yeah. videos of that region mm-hmm. and it gets um it gets eastern block real quick. Oh, I'm sure. It just looks like a yeah. it does look like a a nice city and uh mm-hmm. it is on the the coast and yeah. the race is pretty rad so i could see like going there yeah. for the race and being there for two days and having and it would be fun right like for sure yeah. I, don't know. No, I think it's got some I'm, interesting angles. and it's cool that it is in the city so if you're staying in a hotel you're walking you're walking to the race and stuff for sure and that's that's kind of a neat aspect of it yep where yep. a lot of these other tracks you know i've i've, I've been to three f1 tracks and you're always kind of like you're driving out to the track, you know. Coda, look at Coda. Yeah. It's out in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah, I know exactly. So yeah. you're, uh, you had a little viewing party lane. You got some peeps. I did. You were, you weren't invited, but um, that's cool, dude. You know how it goes. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we did a little uh, F1 viewing party at my house again. It was, uh, it was fun, dude. Everyone was, everyone was pretty into it. All, of course, there's like tons of other talking and stuff. So you're not as engaged as you would be just like sure. watching it by yourself. But it also makes it more fun because uh i i think a lot of racing is kind of like watching baseball where um you're kind of like you're waiting for the action you know there's a lot of just like driving around a track um and it's fun to watch it with a lot of people so we had a good good little crew over here and uh yeah it was fun cool cool nice dude yeah the the start is always the most exciting for me as a crew right like it's like Mm -hmm. uh because everyone's like all amped up and when you have a few drinks you're just like let's do this and i I was actually picturing being with you guys it's kind of like that one picture (laughs) of like this is what i feel like podcasting with people like it's like a little kid eating ice cream with it with it with an advertisement of like chicks like having a blast eating ice cream um because i was thinking like like right now like like perez's start was so fucking good like he was just like just flying and like just like picking people off one at a time and um yeah. i was just picturing like being with you guys there like super amped on that yeah and then um, hamilton that- passed uh hamilton passed uh leclerc like right away and we kind of like almost missed it so we like rewound it we're like how did that what, what just <laughs> happened you know it. yeah yeah but we were able to rewind it because we were watching delayed feed you know so, for sure or the, yeah, the feed the from fact. from um, yeah after the yeah, fact it, it, dude, Hamilton's start, like even the restart, what we were talking about that restart yeah. at the end, dude, like he so fucking good. took off, dude. Holy I know. shit. Yeah. Th- yeah. Um, we didn't so talk about the were, magic button at all, by the way. I know. We were talking about it yesterday. Yeah. It's a magic button, dude, to put like 80 per- or 75 or 80% of the braking on the front front wheels, basically. Yeah. So to warm he, up the brakes so, and tires for, for formation laps. And it, it's more, yeah, I guess more for the tires is what, what they were right. saying. Because it's yeah. produced, scrubs the tires a little bit. It's giving um, heat, so it's heating up the like wheel. Is that like fifty cents magic stick? Or is that same thing? Or um, I think that's a. Oh yeah, I'll let you taste the lollipop. Yeah. Oh, something. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's I, something I, similar. I read um, last night that apparently that happened when he when like you know because um, like Perez kind of swerved towards him like to try to like kind of intimidate him like yeah, yeah. turn and I guess at that point when like Hamilton like swerved in when oh, he was he actually hit he was trying then. to turn in he hit it there he claims so um it so, almost sounded like he was trying to blame uh, Perez about it like I thought he said he left I it heard, on I heard he put it on at be, during the restart because he he had his hand rested on top of the wheel and the if you look at the magic button it's on the top left oh. so behind the wheel like on the top left like where the paddles are but above there and mm-hmm. he basically was resting his hand on top of the wheel Damn, super gangster. Casual. yeah just yeah like, yeah. Know, yeah yeah <laughs> so, dog, so that's so what dog. i had heard but i don't know 
Oh wow! Now it's and now it's well, uh, now I'm hearing so many different stories that I, now I'm th- starting to think it's bullshit, and he just totally blew it. <laughs> I know, right? I know that's an easy thing to say. Oh, the fucking traction control, and you're like, there is no traction control. Fuck, <laughs> dude. I, um, I, that's this reminds me of this. I swear this happened when I was like, fuck, I don't know what. Like, I was a kid, maybe like 11 years old. Um, my dad had a, a, a an early flip phone, right? Like Motorola flip phone. And um, it, it was a new big thing. And we we're just like, at that point, like he must have had it for like two weeks. And StarTac. Um, he got, it wasn't a StarTac. It was the bigger ones. Um, oh, okay. The ones that you could slide the battery on and off. I clearly yeah, remember I had, doing I had one of those, the black ones. And the part that this flipped was just a thin. This one was the gray, the, like, a, like a dark gray. But the part that flipped was just a thin little thing. Little like thin little thing. Motorola yeah. 550. Yeah. 550, there you go. And so this was probably two weeks into ownership of that thing. You know, it was a big deal that all the family was playing with it. And my dad owned a, a, a shop. And so someone called him from the shop that he was trying to avoid. Uh, like, he's like, oh, fuck, like, I don't want to deal with this person right now. And so he picked up the phone in the house. And uh, and he's like, oh, sorry, man, I'm over here by Moss Landing right now. Because <laughs> he thought he was on his cell phone. And, and so in you know he was basically saying that he was on the road and somebody called the house. Uh, and he totally fucked up. It's like... <laughs> It's like what you're. He was totally bullshitting. Yeah, so exactly. It's like, it's like oh, we, oh, oh man, I can't talk. There's bad reception, dude. Yeah. I'm literally calling your house phone. What <laughs> yeah. happened? And I, I don't yeah. remember how we played it off, but that was just like a pretty hilarious like family story. We just totally fucking blew it. That's funny. Yeah. Um, well, I should probably talk a little bit about uh, my trip to Disneyland, which is oh, kind of crazy. Did you drive but, anything cool? Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, I drove some Autopia cars with my son. Andrew drove, but uh, you know the little buggies, which are all Honda badged for some reason. Mm. It's really weird. They yeah. sponsor the the whole thing. The whole Autopia area is yeah. Yeah, it was just a gnarly barge. We basically you know left, got home from Big Sur, and then tw- like less than twenty four hours later, we drove to the Central Valley to my in laws, spent the night, and then we all piled in one car and drove to Anaheim surprised Andrew which was fun he was super super confused at first because we had told him we were gonna go like stay at a friend's house <laughs> for like a, a night and he was oh, like okay. so who <laughs> like halfway down to Anaheim is still like after we told him we we're going he's like so who's friend what friend house are we going to I'm like Mickey Mouse is our friend that's who we're going to oh <laughs> that's in the car his house yeah well we told him before we got in the car but he kept asking like what what are we doing exactly? It took a while to figure it out. But um, so Disneyland is open only to California residents and it's 35% capacity or something like something like that. Um, but it's still an absolute madhouse. Oh, it's really? It's just insane. Huh. And they have a temperature check to get in and then a check your bag thing. And so the line just to get to the checkpoint before you can get in is so long. I took oh. a video of it. It looked crazy. Just people everywhere. So finally get in and the only bummer really about, you know, there's definitely less crowds and stuff, but you have to wear a mask all day and not that I'm anti-masking at all, but Jesus Christ, that's a, it's a tough, tough, uh, mm. task. Yeah. Uh, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. After a while it's like, yeah. geez. Um, so that was the only real bummer, but definitely less crowds and stuff. It was, it was a super nice day there. And, um, man, I forget, like, I think the boardwalk is like this a lot too. But if you, you know, we all have our own like body image issues or you feel, you know, they don't maybe there. a little, what's that? People that go there don't. don't. Dude, if you ever <laughs> want to feel good about yourself, yeah. if you're a little conscious yeah. of yeah. your self-image, go to Disneyland. Crop You'll tops. feel pretty good. Crop tops. Yeah. yeah Can I one up you? Little, 
Can I one up you? Go to Disney <laughs> yeah, World. Please. Go to Disney World. Oh, I bet. Oh, man, that's on next level. You have never seen. Yeah, it, it'll get offensive. It's like a mind. Midwest it, it, Walmart, right? It, exactly. Yeah. And it is. But the thing about that blows me away, and I shouldn't be blown away by this, but I just forget that how much junk Disney sells in apparel. Mm. 80% of the people there have some piece of Disney gear on. They're and that a lot guy. of them have like their whole thing is Disney, yeah. like mm-hmm. head to toe, matching shirts, or it says like Mama Mouse. Daddy mouse, baby mouse, and they're all like wearing the fucking ears yeah. and the thing. It's like so much shit. And a, okay, bonus trivia: How much does a little um, uh, ear Mickey Mouse hat? It's not the hat, but like a little um, hair headband. 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 Oh, with Mickey the mouse, mouse ears. headband. I'm gonna say plastic, black plastic. That's uh, it. Twenty four ninety nine. Nineteen ninety five. Twenty nine ninety nine. Holy. Nice. And it probably costs, I don't know, a dollar to make or something. Yeah, so anyways, the whole place is, it is the definition of a tourist trap. I've been there a million times, but I just kind of forgot. And uh, it, it's a trip. They also don't have any of the lines open inside the buildings, like once you get into a ride. So they have these huge queues outside with ropes and stuff that then once you get to a place where it's really like tight quarters, you just walk all through that. There's no like waiting in there because of COVID. Oh, okay. So they're just like, you get to a building like on Splash Mountain, for example, like right before you get to the tight you know, line inside. They're just like, how many people do you have? Okay, go. Uh, and then you basically walk right to the the ride, but everyone's wearing masks anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, the coolest part for me was, uh, star Wars, which I had not been to. Um, they did a pretty damn good job, really impressive, like full size millennium Falcon, um, you know, real stormtroopers walking around and stuff. It's pretty, pretty cool to be kind of immersed in that world. Um, and at first I'm looking around and like, there's these huge mountains they built and, rock formations and it just seems like there isn't much going on you would expect there to be like a roller coaster up there or something but what i found out later is we we got on this rise of the resistance ride and it's you can only get a ticket the day of so you can't go and wait in line maybe that's a covid thing but at 7 a.m they release tickets and at noon and at seven like sarah's on it at seven you know on the dot all tickets sold out Mm. so at noon she tried again we got the last like available boarding and uh what I came to find out is all those rocks and mountains, the whole ride is inside of that. It is, it's the coolest ride I've ever been on. Wow. Mm. Like Whoa. by far it was, a, it's like an experience. You, there's live actors, there's animatronic screens. Uh, there's uh, you know, a ride component. There's like um, kind of an acting you're walking through and you get captured by the evil empire. And I mean, it's, it's super impressive and it's on a huge scale. I can only imagine what it took to make that ride or like keep it going. It's, it's crazy. I think it's 18 minutes long. You know what it it's took? It's like a Warren? whole experience. What's that? It took, um, millions of Mickey Mouse ear headbands at twenty nine ninety nine. That's what it took. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, millions. that sounds awesome. I'm actually, uh, surprise, surprise. We're going, uh, next week. So, um, oh. yeah, we had talked about it like well, a few weeks ago and you're like, you're I don't like, want to spoil, I don't want to spoil yeah. it, but you'll definitely have to try to get on that ride. That's like a must yeah. do. We saved it for the last, it was, we, you know, got it on it at eight o'clock at night. And, uh, so it was saved the best for last. And I would highly recommend doing the same if you can, Sweet. if you can swing that. Um, and I'll tell you some other tips off air, but, uh, what about tricks? It's just, Can you give me some tricks too? Tricks and tips. Yeah. It's just a crazy place that, okay, here's, here's one rant. Able-bodied people oh, yeah. in fucking scooters. 
Yeah. We see it in Vegas. Okay. Ha ha. It's funny. Vegas, you know, it's kind of hard to walk around because it's, you know, casinos are so big and they're five miles apart, whatever. I get that. And you're drunk and it's kind of a funny thing. This is fucking like regular people in some cases, like dressed up like sleeping beauty on a fucking electric scooter in line for a ride. And then they get off their scooter and walk onto the ride and go on the ride and then get back on their scooter. What the fuck is so that? So gross. <laughs> so gross. Yeah. So gross. Dude, a guy on his phone, like looking at Instagram, like with his electric scooter getting on It's a Small World in the line for it. And he's like a totally normal dude. I mean, like I mean, you'd 40 think, year old guy. Normal. He's not fat. He's not old. Not crippled. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it, dude. I yeah, don't get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I had an idea for an amusement park. Hear me out. Ooh. Radwood World. It's like going back in time. It's and a rad I, world after all. <laughs> I imagine it like the Universal Studios that Luft uses used all the backlot stuff. You when you go there, you have to put your phone into a cradle, like in a storage thing. There's like you, if you go to see Chappelle or whatever, that's what they make you do now. Nice. You can't have your cell phone, and you're given a pager. And then all the payphones, there's payphones set up throughout, and those all work. So you can communicate by pager only. And then all the experiences are like you walk in and there's a Seinfeld uh, uh, building. And you walk in and it's Newman's apartment in Seinfeld. Obviously, the hall wouldn't work as we discussed earlier. Um, there's a Friends thing. There's a there's a kids version, which is all the kids shows, you know? Yeah. Um, just think of that 80s and 90s a world and all the uh, the drinks and stuff. It's like Diet Tab and uh, Crystal Pepsis and Zimas and um, go hang out at the it, pe- Peach Pit. Yeah, exactly. maybe the Peach Pit after dark. <laughs> exactly. Who knows? Like the cops are the A team, you know, yeah, or the yeah, security. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, dude. So so um, I I love the idea by the way. And uh, there is someone that we spoke to, um, uh, you know, before COVID that is investing money in the event space that is doing that exact thing with the Seinfeld thing, specifically with the Seinfeld. Like it's an immersive okay. like Seinfeld experience that you go to the actual apartment and then there's different places that they, they, they like, like the restaurant I mean, and all this type of shit. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I love it for, 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 especially like getting super nerdy with like the, the details, right. As you're describing the, the food even, right. The drinks and exactly. uh, the, 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 the ads, you know, the period ads would be fun. Totally. Yeah. And the, just the fact that you would not have your phone a, as part of that experience, you know, if you, so you get lost and separated, you got to page someone and would you sell like disposable cameras? Yeah, exactly. At the, oh, where you turn in the, your phones, or Polaroids, right? you could rent Polaroids. Oh, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then at the, at night when you're like waiting in line for this, for the back to the future experience, um, you, the, all of Elon Musk's Skylink satellites. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I got some, I got some rad, uh, um, DMS about that. People are mainly on, on our side. So, or my side, I should say, I'm not going to lump you into I thought we were going to read some. Like, I thought they were rad. Yeah, they're, they're kind of long, but, uh, I appreciate it. That's all I want to say. Did we find out if they're going to be like that forever? Was this a test? Like, are they... Yeah, do we know anything yet? I d- haven't found out yet. Yep. I haven't found out yet. Someone was telling me that they can, like, they get further out as uh, after launch, but I don't know if that's true. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, so, so what we're seeing is, the, is right after launch then. Yeah. It uh, must I, be. Yeah, I looked it up for like 20 seconds, and that's as much as I cared about it. <laughs> but uh, but I, I did find that um, 
that apparently they do change course regularly. So it's not okay. always the same course. And also that uh, they try to do it on, like, I was surprised to hear that you saw it when you were camping. Like, I don't know what time you saw them, but they were, they were, it was it like, seem not like, that they were making it, it seem like dusk. it was going to be was like, late. A, like, yeah, it, it, cause they were trying to make it like off peak. Right. So that it's not like annoying. Like they were doing like 4am for example, or like times like that where most people are asleep. Um, what but, do you mean? Like yeah, well, launching? Doing what? Well, where it passes through certain regions during times that it's less like obtrusive, right? Where it's like uh, like four a.m. in California, where everyone's asleep, and then by the time it gets you know, like that, like well, it's gonna yeah. affect someone somewhere, right? California is pretty big. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure, but there's sixteen hundred and thirty-five of them in Sweet. the sky, and there's more coming. So more hang on to your coming. Hang on to your butts, as Samuel L. Jackson said. So after after Disneyland. Had to walk like two miles to the car because the trams aren't running for COVID, which makes no sense. And then um, got to the car and I drove the entire family all the way back to the Central Valley and got home about one in the morning. So Wow, that's a trek. That dude. was a fun, fun day. You know who had, a more, know, you know who had more fun at the end there, though, is those able-bodied people that had those carts that didn't have to walk two miles to their car. Uh, that was I pretty know. rad. <laughs> I don't like that you said that. I do not appreciate that at all. Especially um, piling on the kids on there. Ah, oh, so nice. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, Art, when you go, you have to look out for just tons of people. They look exhausted and they're all just sitting down on their phones looking at their screen the entire time. Sweet. Because like that's what you do when you go to Disneyland, right? You don't want to look around. You don't want to see people. You just... You just put your head in your phone, and that's your life now. It doesn't matter. Check your yeah. inbox. You might have an important email. Mm-hmm. This is fucking crazy. Absolute crazy. Yeah. Get I'm, off to, my I'm waiting lawn. for Lane to, to comment on this. He's out of face. Say, what, what Get is off that? my lawn, you <laughs> fucking bastards. Oh, that's man. why this I, is... I, it was the, is this what triggered or inspired the Radwood-era-themed uh, park? Yeah. Like, like yeah. let's it just did, get it rid did of come all into this, it. I yeah. just thought, get rid of all the cell phones. People are... I mean, it's... We obviously know and where we are in the world, it's phone heavy. And we use phones for our business and uh, all sorts of things. And I don't mind the communicating with phones, right? You're responding to a text or something. But where people literally, it's like their cigarette now. They just have to get on and check their inbox or their Facebook or whatever. And there's no reason for it. And you're literally at a place that's like you paid so much money to go there. It's visually stimulating. It's, It's a fantasy to be there. And you're like... No, I need to. I need to get my fix. You yeah. know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think. Oh, go ahead, Lane. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think there's a lot of. I would. I agree, but I also think there's a lot of the people that are. Uh, it's basically they're they're at the the department store and they're basically it's a guy in the waiting room kind of thing, where sure, you know they're there with their family and kind of like yeah the kids want to go but they're kind of like bored standing in line right. I, it was this wasn't even in line it was it was like people were just basically uh relaxing by sitting down on a bench right gramming dude Probably, and they're all just in their phone yeah you gotta share that photo dude when mom dad it? kids grandma they're all looking down at the phone i took a couple pictures it's pretty sweet yeah. the like, whole family you guys are, yeah. you guys are really doing it woo wee 35 percent capacity sounds really good though i mean i'm i it imagine does. it's still a zoo it, but but that's it like, was still a zoo but man you'd walk into certain areas and there weren't very many people at all um i don't think i could do it back in the real world um it will take a very um important reason to, to go yeah. again so andrew's five years old maybe we'll go back when he's like you know 
ten or something, and that's it's expensive, about it. man. Hundred and something bucks a ticket too. I know we only we got a gift gift card from uh, Sarah's boss. That's why it really oh. made us want to do it. But uh, it's crazy, yeah. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend the Star Wars thing. Rise of the Resistance was I like it. unbelievable, dude. So the, nice. what I was gonna say about um, your your idea was that uh, Radwood SoCal 2019, uh, where we were, we loved the venue, awesome venue in pretty much every way. Checked all the boxes, except that there was no reception there. And so we we set up Wi-Fi for the businesses there for the activations that we had with our partners, and of course for ourselves, and for a few VIPs. You know, like um, <clears throat> Mr. Jason Camisa, who immediately ran up to me and's like, "What's the Wi-Fi? What's the Wi-Fi?" <laughs> um, <laughs> calling him out, but um, it, it, a lot of people were actually kind of stoked on it and did not complain. It was the exact opposite, right? They were like, "It was kind of yeah. great to like disconnect and like not have to be like doing shit." Even like I was talking to someone at Motor Trend, and they're like, "Yeah, it's kind of nice to like not have to be pumping shit out right now. I could just enjoy the show and I'll do it later." You know, like <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah, we were. I, I was just chilling with some friends the other day and. Uh, we were all kind of hanging out and we were actually talking about this. And then he gets a, a ping from an email from like a tenant of his that has a problem with a door. And he's like, he's like, see right now, instantly I am now focused on that issue, which isn't really an issue. He doesn't need to know about it right then and there, mm-hmm. but it broke his, you know, uh, kicker. It was a little mm. chill sesh. Kicker, bro. And then, uh, then he's now locked into work mode yeah. and it's just the little things. And now as we're talking about with these satellites, you will not have an excuse any longer. It'll always be like, what do you mean you didn't get the email? You you were where? In the fucking, uh, you know, the middle of the Alps or yeah. uh, this, this, the Antarctica? Well, yeah, of course you got it, right? Yeah. You, you got to take the good with the bad, I guess, you know? And I say la vie is what yeah. I always say. There's some advantages, but I feel you, dude. It definitely breaks up that, like, that fun time at a kicker when you get some work email, you know? Or right now For we're having sure. fun podcasting and... Rick's freaking pinging us on Slack again. I keep getting because he knows we're podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why you turn it off. I, my Slack is totally off right uh, now, but I am getting pinged by um, my buddies at LBI Limited. Uh, they're going to be uh, they're listing uh, their M3 lightweight, and I actually sent him a screenshot. I'm like recording at the moment. Thumbs up. We'll chat soon. But um, he also sent over a different thing. I'm clicking on it right now, which is a distraction, but it's all good. It's car shit. Um, what is it? What okay. is it? Yeah, Art's I'll, I'll, the guy though. Art, Art, uh, Art's like fully in it because he'll apologize for not getting back to you within like five minutes. He's like, "Sorry, I didn't get your text." Right. And it's like five minutes after you sent it, and he's like, "Sorry, I didn't get your text. I will. I'll, I was uh." And then he'll apologies. explain like please, where he was, and I was driving, and I, I this total thing happened. Yeah, and you're like, "All right, dude, it's cool. It's cool. You don't like." Yeah, I'm so sorry, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is so shitty. This is terrible. I clicked on the link that he sent. Uh, he's like, he asked if we're interested in listing something else, and I wanted to announce it on the show here, but it's not fucking loading, so I have no idea what it is. Um, yeah, I think we're interested, uh, though. But we're definitely um, Trivia time? Yeah. Found a trivia. All right. Boeing made a, uh, a drone um, for the military, and it has... Completed what task? Something new that a drone has not done before. Any guesses? Military drone has successfully done blank for the first time. Okay. Uh, made it's a quilt. Yeah. Made a quilt. Wow, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> um, it's it's definitely killed plenty of people. I know that they're, they're, they're pretty good at that. Um, I'll give you a, a tip. This is not a uh, 
combat drone. Oh, sorry, I was thinking combat drone. Uh, Amazon delivery. Oh, that's a good one. No. Damn it! It's not that. Nope. This is a military based. Uh, it's the MQ twenty five Stingray. You guys know that one, right? You've always been a fan of the MQ lane, I know, uh, since back well, in the day. I like the yeah. 23 the best, but yeah. 23, 23 was good, but yeah. this is 23 and me. 25 <laughs> Stingray. Um, it successfully performed um, surgery. a mid-flight, <laughs> mid-flight <laughs> fuel transfer. Wow. It It's now possible that you can have just drones flying around the sky with jet fuel. Cool. And they will be able to just tether up, get okay. refueled continue on so no more um i guess that's a good thing right it seems like a lot more efficient you can have them uh flying around the sky all the time all the time or something it's kind of crazy right like a robot remote control plane full of fuel ready to go yeah. do you think this yeah. would change if they could do that for um regular jets if you just had like refueling midair don't and they then you could do that no, not for not for. You're talking about jets. commercial airlines. Oh, uh, commercial! So that yeah. you can fly longer. You mean? I don't uh, even know if that's a factor anymore because I'm I'm pretty sure the long haul jets can fly to any airport from any airport to any other airport in one go now. Nice. Mm-hmm. So maybe uh, that's not even a thing. Did you guys see? I'm excited about this. Did you guys see that they uh, that United bought? <laughs> it's like a super cheesy name. It's like Boom Supersonic or something. But basically. Yeah. Like you know, a Concorde equivalent, but a modern version of that. Uh, and they're gonna they, they're putting in an order for like fifty jets or something, um, which sounds crazy. amazing. I'm so stoked. I like. I definitely they also advertise an insanely cheap price, which I don't think is possible. It was like two hundred dollars or something hey, to fly on it. Cool. It's uh, it's all about them uh, e fuels, bro. Or synthetic fuels, or whatever they call it. Um, so oh, I I got cool. an answer for you guys, dude. We definitely okay. want this on the site. It's a 1982 Fiat X19, but it's a, a super limited edition. It's one of 300, uh, 9,000 original miles. Uh, it's a two-tone. It's got the um, like the like a silver with the black boxer style look, you know, with the the uh-huh. bottom. The bottom is black, top is silver, and it has a bright red leather interior. That sounds amazing. What what color is the oh. car? It's silver top with a black silver. bottom, like a boxer, oh, okay. like that boxer I like it. two-tone gotcha. style. Yeah, it's um, I feel like I've seen yeah. one like that before. That's cool. Basically it's a limited a edition. Of some sort. It says yeah. one of 300. Oh, what does it say? Versione. It just says one of 300 versione. Is that the exact version? <laughs> what? It's All right. Version. Yeah, pretty rad. Fiat X19 coming to Rad for Sale soon. Designo by Bertone. Bertone. All right. Uh, Cyril Durham, Duramo. Um, set out from the coastal town of Sausalito on May 31st, headed for Hawaii in what was supposed to be an epic 70-day voyage across the Pacific in a kayak. Oh. I think yeah. it was like a little bit more of a boat with oars, but uh, they're calling it a kayak. Um, how far did he make it before the Coast Guard picked him up? And Art probably read the story. How many I miles? Or what are, we, what are we, nautical miles? What are we doing here? Yeah, whatever you want. It was regular miles, but uh, but yeah, I, I will not answer because he I probably made it. He probably made it like ten miles or something. <laughs> a loser. <laughs> That's horrible. Dang. His seventy-day journey. Uh, he was picked up yesterday. Um, so what is that? Thirty-first to what's the date today? The eighth. So about a week. He made it a week, and he was seventy miles off of Santa Cruz. <laughs> when, when the what Coast a loser. Guard- <laughs> Was alerted. Oh, it's so uh, sad. And you know what took him out? 
high winds oh, and seas. Cool. What do you expect? <laughs> Jeez. I know. Who saw that coming though, right? He said he had some problems with his kayak, like the sea anchor got wrapped in the fucking rudder and hmm. uh you know, it was just time to go home. I see. Yeah. So So what if he had a out. if you had a drone homie out there that could it could have lifted him out of the water temporarily until the seas calmed and then he could have dropped him back in, right? Yeah. I like the idea of a drone homie. I know. Drone Everyone needs a drone. A drone maybe like a dromey? Dromey. Dromey. <laughs> drone dog. <laughs> All right, recently, uh, and Art, you might have read this, unfortunately, but recently uh, the world's most expensive parking space was sold. Um, it is in a neighborhood in Hong Kong. Have you ever been to Hong Kong, uh, Art? Yeah, yeah, and actually, believe it or not, um, not only did I read the story, but I actually personally was going to have to buy a spot. So at a company that I worked for before, they were going to relocate me to Hong Kong, and my only criteria, I'm not kidding, and this was accepted, was that I was allowed to have a car. Like, I wanted to have my own car, Like, and I was already looking at options, and I, the one car that I wanted that was there, and I actually found it, was a Renault V6 Clio, <laughs> or Clio V6. Oh, nice. And so I wanted a spot for that car, and, um, you know, this is not a record-breaking one, but I was looking at one that was near this particular apartment building that I wanted to live in, uh, and it was like $7,500 a month or something like that, <laughs> just to wow. give you some idea. Um, and of course, the cost to own a car there are ridiculous, but I, and I did find some roads that were pretty rad um, in the new territories, I think they're called or something like that. Anyways, mm. uh, but yeah, this particular parking spot is insane, and I'll let Lane guess. Okay, well, it's in... Uh Located in the city's ultra-affluent area of the Peak. Yeah, um, yeah, that helps a lot. Um. <laughs> and it's uh, near a development called Mount Nicholson. Uh-huh, oh, yeah. that helps I, even more, Lane. I know, For reference, I know it well. Um, I know it well. Some of the, some of the uh, rent there, uh, I'm assuming these are just apartments, condos, but uh, $210,000 a month yeah. uh, is, is rent. And yeah. someone, uh, Jack Ma, who owns like Alibaba, which is the Amazon of China. Yeah. He's Ben Wah's um, brother. He spent $200 million on an apartment there in uh, this year, actually. So what did a parking spot cost at uh, the peak Mount Nicholson? Are we looking at monthly? No, I bl- uh, it's yearly. I believe it's you own it. And so it must be just like real estate. Yeah, you buy it. Yeah, there, there's something like that. Oh, you literally buy the spot, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, wow. it might be like an underground parking lot or something. That, yeah, you know. I'm going to say $20 million, Bob. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Damn, Lane's coming in heavy. That's hard. Well, uh, that, that would be a – this is a hell of a deal then for you, Lane. $1.3 million. Oh, that's Damn. cheap, dude. That's yeah. cheap, right? Yeah. When yeah, you, when you sure. break that up yeah. over fucking over 50 years, you're killing it. <laughs> I would love to see. Uh, I would love to walk around this neighborhood and see what kind of cars are rolling around. It's got to be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely madhouse. Um, sure. I thought Hong Kong was kind of not this way anymore after the British left. I thought they were. Well, it's I don't know. it's a little bit of everything, right? I mean, that, I'm there more are of certain like a, areas that are crazy. Yeah, I'm more of like a recluse bay guy myself. But is, I think, oh, isn't it, isn't it a repulse bay or something? I think it's which is even better, right? <laughs> repulse. I thought it was re- recluse. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty gnarly spot. though. Great, Hong Kong is a fantastic car spotting city, by the way. Um, there's some really, really good car spotting, uh, and it's not just all the most ridiculous. It's not like Dubai, right, where it's just all absurd, fucking ridiculous stuff. It's like actually a good mix of everything. Um, the first time I saw a 964 Speedster was in Hong Kong, and I was super into it. Um, it was a, it was like a, like a dark gray metallic of some sort with with the with the you know, with the speedster seats, but the speedster seats were like purple and gray and like, um, 
like a, almost like a dove color. So mm-hmm. rad. Nice. Uh, but yeah, good, good corresponding city. Uh, there are poor areas in Hong Kong, believe it or not. Um, yeah. It is definitely air, a, an interesting air place. Air quality is good, right? That's cool. Air quality is not too bad. It's not like mainland, like Beijing or uh, Shanghai. Okay. But the thing about Hong Kong, though, is that, per, I don't know, this is a subjective thing. I, I'm not a big fan of like spending a lot of time there because it's 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 mostly three things. Uh, it's shopping, shipping, and finance. It's like a lot of finance shit, like a ton of that you know, it's a big financial capital, right, um, of the world. And then you have a lot of logistics, like a shit ton of, like you've never seen more container ships and yeah. cranes and shit in your life. And then a lot of malls. So it's just a shit ton of malls and good food. There's mm. there's decent food. But um, outside of that, it's, you know, it's pretty small. There isn't much going on. And uh, Singapore is similar in that way, where it's like a lot of shops, a, lot, a shit ton of malls and food courts and stuff like that. And then a big financial center. And uh, big logistical center too. A so lot of a of lot of expats, probably an easy place for an American to like hang totally. out. Totally, you know, a lot exactly. of bars and American yeah. style bars and stuff. Yeah, totally. Um, and I'm spacing on the place. There's like the place for all the foreigners to go to. Um, Long Kwai Fong. Um, just that's yeah. for Richard Chen because I'm sure he's listening to this. <laughs> Where you go, you go to that area, and there are no Chinese people. It's it's kind of bizarre, right? It's all it's all expats. Everything else, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right, that's a podcast. You guys did it. Yep. Uh, listeners, thank you for listening. We appreciate it very much. Uh, I'm going to ask people, or I'm going to tell people, to go to Morning Motors this weekend, Sunday, nine until nine till eleven, Sunday morning at the old Wrigley Building, the old Wrigley Building, San Francisco, California. Do a wriggle, yeah. wriggle building, old wriggle building. Yeah, well, uh, Morning Motors. So come check it out. Yeah, I think it'll be a good one. Um, all right. Let's do it. Later. Okay. Later. See ya. Don't hang up. All right. Don't hang up. <laughs>